This is Psalms to God, Season 5, Episode 2. Who is actually a Christian? You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20, in ASB. And we are talking about crucial conversations. So in the last episode, I wasn't sure if I was going to take the, uh, the podcast in this direction, um, but I am. I think it's really important. I think how we talk to each other and how we disagree uh, says a lot about who we are. It says a lot about our faith. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, if you get nasty and ugly in a disagreement, and if you can't even express what you actually believe um, in a coherent manner, then I'm probably gonna be less inclined to take you seriously. And so when we're talking to people who don't share our beliefs or who don't share our faith, it's very important that we come across both compassionate and loving, loving being a fruit of the spirit, very important there, um, but also clear. And what I've learned as I've gotten older is that a lot of times when we're so-called communicating, we're not on the same page. Like we're just not even operating on the same page. And that's why the conversation falls apart. So in general, I don't think people walk around asking who is a Christian or who do you consider to be a Christian? I've never been asked this question before in my life. However, the implication of the question comes up quite often. Um, And it looks really more so about how you discuss different people or you discuss different practices or you discuss different denominations. So a more likely scenario would be whether or not you consider say, a Jehovah's Witness to be a Christian. And I use them because I think they're probably one of the most popular groups that, you know, some people will refer to them as Christian, some people will not, some people think they're a cult. And they have very different beliefs than most Christian denominations. And so, (laughs) you know... Again, I haven't really ever encountered somebody walking up to me and be like, do you think a Jehovah's Witness is a Christian? But how you answer that question 
really does determine how you talk about Jehovah's Witnesses or how you interact with a Jehovah's Witness. And so knowing where you stand on that question is, is sort of intrinsic to other conversations. And that's, I guess, kind of why I want to start with this question. Now, the question itself is very nuanced. It's actually unanswerable. Well, let me not say unanswerable because I have an answer and you have an answer and our answers are probably very different. <laughs> um, what I mean is it's impossible or improbable that we will come to the same conclusion. And therefore, you will not be able to get everyone who professes to be a Christian to agree on who is a Christian. That is what I mean by it's unanswerable. Now, in order to answer the question, we have to first define what a Christian is. So this is the thing when you're having these conversations and you're trying to, to, to get to a, 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 a point or a consensus, you have to be on the same page. And to be on the same page, we have to be operating with the same definition of Christian. When I first thought of a definition, I was like, what, how would I define a Christian without trying to say like this denomination or that denomination or this person or that person? Like, what does it mean to be a Christian? One of the first things that popped into my head as a definition is someone who follows the teachings of Christ or someone who follows the teachings of the Messiah. And when I looked up the definition, that's more or less what the dictionary says. Merriam-Webster actually says one who professes belief in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Now, that becomes an interesting thing right there because you can go down the rabbit hole with caveats and tangents just in that one sentence. Because let's start with profess. What does it mean to profess belief? Is that the same as actually following? Like if you profess belief in something are you actually actively living that belief or are you just giving that belief lip service? I actually had to look up the definition of profess because in my mind, profess is just to say, to declare. So when I, when I hear one who professes belief in the teachings of Jesus Christ, I hear one who admits believing in Jesus or one who uh, says that they believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ, which to me is very different than one who is actually following the teachings of Jesus Christ. And I would lean more towards a Christian as someone who actually is living the way the Messiah told us to live, um, which would be actually living out the teachings of the Messiah. But I looked up the definition of profess and the first couple of definitions in the dictionary do in fact lead to the same connotation that I had, where it's like one who admits to, declares, says in public or, or whatever. Um, but near the end, it did say something about actually practicing or one who is practiced in a particular belief. So there is some leeway of saying that it actually requires action as well. And so that's one of the first nuances just in the definition is, are we talking about people who say that they're Christians? There are a lot of people, like anybody can get up and say, hey, I'm a Christian, right? 
this is how Christianity got in the problems of, of paganism being in the church in the first place is that people were just saying they were Christian because it became popular when Constantine said he was a Christian, even though Constantine kept, you know, pagan symbolism on his coins until his dying day. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, we're not going to get off on that side tangent. Um, but if you keep going into the sentence, one, if, if we just, you know, let's just go with Profession means that you both admit to and subscribe to and are trying to follow the teachings of. Then we get to Jesus Christ. Well, there is an ongoing debate within the body right now about using his Hebrew name versus using the Greek name. And so there are a lot of people who would argue that Jesus, and I'm using air quotes if you if you were able to see me, um, that that is actually antichrist and that it's not appropriate to call him by the greek name that you must use the hebrew name and again this is a crucial conversation for a for a different episode but they would say messiah they would say yeshua or they might say yashua or they might say yahashua there are lots of different pronunciations i briefly talked about that in the last episode as well and so if you started going down this line then you know, you would have some people who associate Jesus Christ with the pagan practices in church and the um, corruption of Christianity by the Roman Catholic Church and all of these things. And um, they would look at this and, and they would say that they are not a Christian. And there are a lot of denominations, uh, perhaps definitely in, under like the Messianic Jew uh, schism of of belief most of them would refer to themselves as messianic jews even though they may not be jew by blood or jewish by blood and of course if you get into you know the more controversial like the black hebrew israelites they would definitely reject the name christian um, i'm reading a book now i'm not sure what uh branch of faith the author is from, but it's talking about this concept of paganism and idolatry that has crept into the the faith. And I actually just got to a chapter where he's talking about what the early Christians called themselves, what the early believers called themselves. And, you know, he's taken the position that Christian was actually a derogatory term or that it was a term applied to the people in Rome who were blending Christianity with paganism and not actually to the original followers. And if you haven't caught on, do you see how easy it is to go off on tangents about other things, right? So where you stand on all of these different things is starting to color how you feel about this sentence one who professes belief in the teachings of Jesus Christ, right? And even if we could get to a definition that we all are agreeable around, right? Like, even if we said something like, one who follows the teachings of the Messiah as told in the Hebrew and, and Greek scriptures of the Bible, right? Even if we got like super specific and we were able to word this so that nobody 
was complaining about, for instance, the name Jesus Christ or whether profess means to just articulate or whether it means to actually act on. If we got past that and we, we made an agreement about that, what does that actually look like? What does that look like? So when I was in high school, middle school, high school, um, the youth director at the Baptist church that I attended told me that I was not a Christian. And the reason he said that I was not a Christian is because I was not a member of the Baptist church and I was not baptized. Now, if you said that sentence to my grandfather or my grandmother or my mother, and when I say grandmother and grandfather, I'm talking about my maternal grandparents, they would have taken issue with it because they're all Methodists and I was christened at an AME church. So a lot of uh, denominations believe in infant baptism. The Baptist church does not. And I personally agree with the Baptist church on that. Um, that's again, topic for another time. But the point is who you consider able to baptize or not able to baptize or baptized or not baptized is a whole different situation. And even in saying, are you or are you not a Christian based on your baptism? Well, what about the thief on the cross? He was never baptized, but he was saved. But then is being saved and being a Christian the same thing? Can you be a Christian and not be saved? Can you be saved and not be a Christian? Right? Again, can of worms of questions and questions and where you fall on answering that question is going to determine how you respond. So in that situation, you know, my mom's side of the family would have been like, yes, you're, you're baptized. You're a Christian. You, you know, you believe and you show up. And to be quite frank, I was one of the only children, possibly the only child who was attending both church services and Sunday school services of my own free will. My parents did not attend church. They didn't force me to go to church. Everyone else's parents were making them go. And so many people would have said, yeah, she's definitely a Christian. But my youth director was like, no, you're not. You're not a Christian. You can't get up and talk in front of the congregation because you're not a Christian. And you see, it easily becomes muddy because like I said, your perception colors how you answer the question. We each have different interpretations of what it means to follow the teachings because we have different beliefs or different interpretations of the teachings themselves. That's why we have almost 40,000 denominations. Some of these denominations split over trivial things or stupid things or the fact that one denomination chose to be racist and you know they just didn't let, they didn't like black people or they didn't like these people. Um, but a lot of the separation is over doctrinal, 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 I'm not sure how you pronounce that, differences in doctrine. There we go. That's how we're going to say that. <laughs> um, and so when you look at this from a, so if you talk to somebody who has like a PhD in theology, they may be very well versed in these differences in doctrine. 
If you talk to somebody who has been a believer for a long time, who has had exposure to lots of other believers or believers with other faith or with other, you know, beliefs or with other denominations, um, people who study a lot, they may be well-versed in this. But if you're talking to somebody who's been going to the same type of church their whole life and doesn't really get out and talk to other people, they may not even be aware that these differences exist. And I've talked to people like this. I've talked to people who have been Christian their whole life, people who are in their 50s, 60s, and they don't realize that not all Christians agree, or not all denominations, I should say, agree on this point or that point. And when you start moving away from the, you know, the, 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 Christian circle and you start getting into people who don't subscribe to the Bible at all, why would they be familiar with these differences, right? We barely know them ourselves. People on the outside looking in, they're not going to notice that. They're not going to know what the difference is. But each person is going to ascribe their belief or their perception of what a Christian is based on how they feel or their experience or what they think it means to follow the teachings of Christ. Even if they don't know the teachings of Christ, they will apply it to what they think the teachings of Christ are. So before we close out, I want to open one last can of worms for the road. Um, This definition that I read to you guys, one who professes belief in the teachings of Jesus Christ, or, you know, this definition that we've come to that everyone agrees on, you know, someone who actually follows the belief in the teachings of the Messiah It actually leaves a huge question mark on something that a lot of people think is fundamental to Christianity, that there are, in fact, denominations and even an entire religion that would still fall under this definition, even though they don't agree with that. And that is on the point of the divinity of the Messiah. Is he divine is he god because if you profess belief in or you follow the teachings of that doesn't necessarily mean that you see him as divine right again this goes on to your interpretation do you believe that he called himself divine do you believe he called himself god or that he said he was god or do you think other people ascribe that to him and he did not, right? There are people who profess that he did not assert that he was God and there are people who assert that he did. And again, once you step outside of of the faith or if you haven't interacted with people from different denominations, you may not even be aware that that's a debate within the body. Not every every denomination is Trinitarian. Um, And even... Those who, even amongst the people who do ascribe divinity to the Messiah, some of them are still not Trinitarian. And that's, again, another can of worms. But with that, that is how you answer this question, whether or not you think that him being divine is part of the teachings or not, that would heavily influence whether or not you consider, say, Jehovah's Witnesses to be Christians because they don't believe in the divinity of Christ, even though they follow the teachings of Christ or they follow their definition of the teachings of Christ. Um, But also in Islam, they consider 
the Messiah to be a teacher and a prophet and they don't discount him as being, like I said, a teacher. I don't know what they actually teach that he taught because they have the Quran, which is different than the Bible. So we may not agree on, we still may not agree on what he taught and that may be a moot point, but there is still, you know, there's still wiggle room there where you could almost slide them into this definition based on how this is written, right? Do you see what I mean by like language is hard and, and how you perceive this definition and how you start to define these things really, really changes how you answer the question, who is a Christian? And it's important for us to realize that not because one answer is particularly right or wrong or anything. I mean, there is a right answer and a wrong answer, but we're not, we're not going to be in agreement in it. And that's the whole point. We have to realize when you jump into this question, when you start talking to somebody and fundamentally we're disagreeing because I think that this is a Christian practice and you don't, it's because we don't agree on what a Christian is. We don't agree on the interpretation of, of Christ. I've gone off and talked about the name of Christ. I've talked about baptism. I've talked about whether or not Christ is divine or not. And these are just skimming the surface. And all of these things, if we don't agree on that, we're never going to agree on whether or not it's actually Christian or not, or whether it's actually part of our belief or not. And that makes it messy. It makes it muddy. But a lot of times we don't even get into that part of the conversation because we just get mad. And I know because I'm that person. I see people say stuff online all the time and I'm like, that's not right. That's not proper. That's not what Christians believe. That's not what Jesus taught. And then I get really angry and it becomes hard to actually have the conversation because I'm in my feelings because <laughs> I'm really passionate about the fact that this is false doctrine or false teaching. But in order to have the conversation, we have to be able to stop and point out where we differ. And when you get to that point, you have to be able to agree to disagree because at some point, you know, you, you're going to think you're right and I'm going to think I'm right. And unless the Holy Spirit is doing the conversation, there ain't going to be no budging. We're just going to be yelling at each other because we're on different pages. And that is where we're starting this discussion. So think about it. Think about what you think about that answer and how you talk to people and how you perceive other people who are professing to be believers or who are not professing to be believers and how your interpretation of that definition affects how you view other people because how you view them also affects how you talk to them, how you talk about them. And so I think that is the first step in having these crucial conversations. Thank you guys for tuning in. Can't wait to do this series with you guys. Give me your feedback in the comments, on social media, wherever you find it easiest and best. Subscribe, like, share, all of those wonderful things. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.